Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. With me today is Catherine Tyndall, CPA and partner at Dominion Enterprise Services, a specialty tax advisory practice. I'm excited to have Catherine on the show to share her insights on employee retention credit so that business owners in our industry can better understand how to take advantage of this generous credit program before the time runs out. The employee retention tax credit or otherwise known as the ERC, is a refundable tax credit here in the United States designed to reward business owners for retaining employees through the COVID-19 pandemic. The ERC is available to both small and medium-sized businesses, and today Catherine is going to tell us all about it. Catherine, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. So I'm really excited to talk about this, uh, talk about this credit, how it's different from some of the other programs that we've been afforded here in the United States, the Paycheck Protection Program and the the EIDL, you know, the SBA loans that we were getting. So there's a lot of neat stuff and a lot, a lot of cool programs that are coming through, you know, the pipeline. Before we get started on that, though, I would like to know a little bit more about you, your business and how you became so awesome at doing this. <laughs> well, I, you know, it, it goes back a long ways. Uh, both my parents were tax accountants growing up. So I saw the kind of work that they got to do with their clients running a tax practice and knew that I wanted to do a similar thing. Um, I always had a strong sense of wanting to have my work have a deeper purpose and really be able to help people. And I've found for most business owners, especially taxation is such a stressful thing for them to deal with that uh, I really just enjoyed having that that kind of relationship with business owners. So my whole professional career has basically been in tax and accounting. And I started the firm a couple of years ago, really with a focus on strategic income tax planning, but then also like specialty programs like tax credits, like the ERC. Um, and so we're a boutique practice. A lot of the work that we do is actually for other CPA firms who don't feel comfortable doing this kind of work because it is very niche, especially for the ERC. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of little issues there, but that's a bit of my background and uh, a little bit about the company. So one of the, one of the interesting things about, you know, about accounting and tax preparation is that it really is this huge field. And what I have found in working with numerous accountants, you know, in my, in my business over the years is that, you know, the, uh, they all don't come with the same knowledge, right? And yes. there are some, you know, the U S tax code is pretty damn complicated, especially when you compare it to others. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of convoluted. There's, uh, you know, each line has multiple loopholes that you need to know about. And that's why, you know, like 
you know, there, there was this advent of software that would come out, you know, like the, I'm thinking about the Intuit uh, tax, uh, TurboTax, you know, products yeah. and things like that. And those are fine for people with, you know, smaller businesses or, you know, just need to, you know, file their, uh, you know, their taxes because they work for a corporation or have like one or two sources of income. But once yeah. you become, but as an entrepreneur, you know, and especially those who are rocking multiple streams of income, you really do need to have someone professional at your side and, you know, also understands a little bit more in depth what it is that you're doing. What is, yes. what are some of the things that you found that was unique to just being a general CPA, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you migrated into the tax part, it's like, oh, this is interesting. This is where I can really make a difference. Yeah. I think for me, a big focus on the practice has always been you know, where can I add the most value for my clients and where can I do things that are instead of just filing forms and keeping them compliant with the government, like what can I actually do to change things for them? And I think that's a big reason why when this program in particular came out, I saw, you know, such a gap in what was being offered out there because it's a complex program. You know, it's up to $26,000 per employee. So you can just imagine like how quickly that can um, add up, but you were getting this mix of people basically people in the space who are not tax professionals trying to do it, who are not administering it correctly, which is a major problem. And then on the other side, I was just finding a lot of practitioners were too intimidated to approach it. And so once our firm started doing them, I realized, well, you know, we've mastered this and mastered how to do this and are comfortable with, you know, what's coming down the pipeline in terms of like IRS audits of these, you know, let's do them for other practitioners. And, that, and that's what we started to do. But, you know, your point is definitely well made. I think for a lot of business owners, they don't realize that accounting is such a broad field. And, and even in tax, it's such a broad field. And there's there's a lot of particular niches within it. And just working with somebody who's, say, a CPA, that might not, not be nuanced enough for what you actually need. Um, and especially if you have some of these specialty tax issues like specialty credits or, you know, just in general, if you're an entrepreneur having to approach tax planning, you know, you want to work with somebody that really understands what's what's available for you to be able to use for planning techniques, because otherwise, you know, you could be seeing like 40% upwards between federal and state, you know, of your, your hard earned income walking away in tax. So I think it's a really important point. Let's talk a little bit about what this tax credit is, you know, for, uh, uh, first of all, what kind of a beast is it, right? Because, you know, first of all, we had the, you know, the PPC loans, which ended up being forgivable, the DL loans, which from my understanding are not forgivable, but they ended up being larger, you know, larger payouts. And then this is in the form of a tax credit, not necessarily a check that gets deposited into your account. Tell us a little bit about what this is, how the mechanics work and why it's, sure. uh, why this is more interesting at this point in time. Yeah. So like you said, it's a tax credit and it's a little misleading because now, you know, the period for which it was open originally was 2020 through 20, 20, the third quarter of 2021 for most businesses. And so now that we're at this recording this in 2022, almost, you know, the end of 2022, you can go back and file amended payroll tax returns to get it back. And then it comes from the IRS in the form of checks in the mail because it's a refund of money you've already paid you're not restricted with how you use it like PPP was. So you can use it for distributions, you can use it for equipment, things like that. The one thing though I like to make sure business owners really understand is that because it's tax credit, it interacts with your income tax situation. And so it's not as clean as say the PPP where you just file you know, a couple pieces of paper with the, 
that the bank, they submit it, you're all set. It's a lot more complex of a process than that, but for a lot of business owners who can qualify for it, it ends up being you know like a third round of PPP basically, um, if not more. It just depends on how many employees you had and then how long you qualify for within the program, which I can talk about you know those pieces, but in general, that's the mechanics of it. Yeah, I wanted to get into that because in the pre-call, I was uh, I was musing with you uh, that why didn't my accountant run this over my desk, right? Mm -hmm. And you were able to diagnose that pretty quickly. It's because I don't have, I you know, I don't have uh, employees here in the United States, the W two employees, to do that. So tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about the mechanics, like how this uh, how this thing actually works, and then sure. what kind of value do you bring in uh, you know in submitting all this information and making sure that it uh, you know that it actually works as planned. Sure. So I would say for business owners, you know, the real key to this members are not, you know, not you, you need to have a formal assessment done this uh, because it can potentially be so much money on the table for you. So that's my first action item for you. You know, if you haven't had this, how do you know if your accountants actually assessed you for it? You know, the first piece is you need to have had W2 employees during the pandemic. So during 20 and 21. And then the second piece of it is if they don't have access to quarterly financial statements for you, then they haven't done the full assessment because one test that we do is it's a revenue-based test. And so if you had certain revenue declines within quarters, you can qualify for it. And I just, instead of giving people numbers of it, it's like, you just want to have somebody assess you for it, right? Instead of trying to self-assess yourself and um, have an issue. But if you had revenue discrepancies during the pandemic, your revenues were up and down, it's worth having somebody actually look at it. So that's one piece of, if you want if you know that you've been assessed is that your accountant has access to quarterly financials and then the second piece of the program how you know you could be eligible for it is if you were subject to government orders that forced you to change how you were operating and so like a classic example for these is say restaurants where most restaurants in most states were subject to state government orders that reduce their indoor dining capacity for a certain period of time and so that that would be you know a potentially triggering event so if you haven't had that conversation with your accountant where they talk to you about okay, what happened during the pandemic? Were you subject to any kind of government orders or mandates that made you have to change how you were operating? What did that look like? How long was that? Can we go back and find those government orders? If you haven't had that conversation, then you haven't been assessed for the credit. And so I'd say the real first place to start is just making sure if you've got more than five employees that you're actually having a formal assessment done for this because a lot of income tax professionals aren't doing these because it's a one time and it's a complex program. And a lot of them have been leaning on the payroll providers to do them. And then same thing, a lot of payroll providers, they know, hey, this isn't, this isn't routine payroll, this is a tax credit. We're not gonna touch it, it's too complex for us. And so a lot of business owners get stuck, stuck in the middle where nobody's assessed them for it. And that's, I think that's the biggest red flag for a business owner is just make sure you're getting assessed. So you bring up a good point here in that if my accountant now came to me and gave me another 20 hours of documentation work to put together before I could even be assessed on this, like, I would probably be like, like, is this, is this thing even worth it? Like, how can we figure out, or at least, I don't know, pre-qualify, mm -hmm. how much are we talking about here, right? Because at the end of the day, if my accountant comes over and says, hey, you know, based on this and this, I'm ballparking that maybe you'll get a $10,000 check back. 
Yes, $10,000 is a lot of money, but is it worth my time to go through, yeah. you know, to stop my operations for, you know, for a week and do all this research da, 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 yeah. da, to go back? I would think, I would think pretty hard about doing it. Now, some of the PPP loans, you know, they were getting into the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, you know, based on, you know, how many, how many employees, how many uh, contractors, you know, all that stuff they had. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so what could be the payout? Like how, like how lucrative oh, yeah. could this be for a business? Yeah. And so the credit itself is capped at $26,000 per employee. And that's if you've been paying those employees enough and you qualify for all the quarters of the program, that's what it, you know, it caps out at. So even at a headcount of five to 10 employees, you could be looking at potentially a six figure return on this. But that being said, most businesses do not qualify for the full 26 because, you know, most businesses don't qualify for all quarters. It just is really idiosyncratic to your business. The one piece I would say on determining eligibility, just so you you have a sense of this, um, most of the time when our practice works with people, it maybe takes them an hour of document collection for the core documents we look for to do that initial assessment. So it's usually not too strenuous to actually have it done. Just the pieces you want to look for is, you know, did you have revenue disruptions? You know, so were your quarterly revenues up and down in 2020 and 21 compared to 2019? you know, yes or no. And then the second piece is, did you have government restrictions? And that's something where, for instance, with our firm, um, you know, the requirement we have from the IRS is we actually have to have copies of those specific government orders, you know, all saved to the file. And that's part of the work that we do in the practice is we get a basic narrative from the client, but it ultimately comes down to us doing the legal footwork to make sure that yes, the order is good enough. Yes, it's black and white as far as what you were subject to meets what the IRS rules are and that sort of thing. And that all goes on in the background. So um, really for the business owner, the time investments, maybe, maybe an hour or two hours and then a couple phone calls just to make sure they understand everything they want to understand about the program. But that's the, you know, the potential payouts up to 26,000 per head. So it, you know, it can really quickly wrap up. So something you alluded to earlier was that, you know, like after you go through this entire process, then the IRS starts sending you refund checks. Does that normally come as like a one-time lump sum or does it like a, like a check per quarter as they're analyzing and, you know, checking things out? How does that cadence look? Yeah. So for most claims right now, I'm seeing a processing time between three to four months. You know, it depends on the size of the claim, obviously, but that's roughly how long it takes for them to process. It's a paper process. And then they come back as, you know, each quarter gets its own check. And uh, the nice thing is, even though we're uh, we're filing for refunds from previous years, so you actually get some interest on them as well. But it's uh, it comes, you know, in quarterly checks, and they can come. You know, I have people where they'll IRS will process some of the claim, and then they'll process a couple quarters, like a week later, and the checks are all spread out. But that's generally how it goes. Interesting. Can you walk us through like a case study sure. of a of how a client came to you? had this uh, sticky problem and how you were able to, you know, really clean this up for them Mm -hmm. and get them the maximum return that they were, that they were entitled to. Yeah. So I can give you an example and I'm just going to use some round numbers. This isn't, you know, their particular numbers. Um, but for instance, I had a a restaurant come to us. Um, they were located in Massachusetts, uh, had some indoor dining, outdoor dining, you know, pretty standard restaurant operation. Their CPA didn't feel comfortable doing the work because they didn't feel comfortable doing the assessment for the government restrictions. And so this client, they had about, I think they had about like 15, 15 to 20 employees. And so they came to us, we did, you know, the initial assessment, 
we went back and found all their government orders, did all the substantiating documentation for them. They ended up qualifying for around 240,000 for the credit. Um, and, you know, the IRS processed it within a couple months. They got their checks back. Everything's good so far. And I would say the, you know, maybe the one, the one caveat with the, the situation is, is, you know, there are other things that interact with it. So you do have things like you have to amend income tax returns and pieces like that, but we basically handhold the client through that whole experience and then just work directly with their outside tax professional to make sure that all of the other things that need to happen do happen. But that's, that's the basic process. So for that client where it's, you know, 14 employees, 280,000 or 240,000, sorry, that's a pretty big, pretty big win. And it just, you know, they ended up, it worked out really well for them. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about your firm? and how they can reach out to you directly if they want to learn more. Yeah, so I'd recommend you definitely take a look at our website. We've got um, some PDFs on there. One of them in particular, which I think is extremely useful for business owners that I put together is the top five ERC mistakes. And so it goes through the most common mistakes that I see business owners make with this program as far as how do you know you know, who to work with? How do you know what's, what's gonna be worth going after? How do you know you're eligible? Those kinds of questions. Um, it's all in that PDF and that's available on our website. Um, or if you feel like you need an assessment done or maybe your tax pro isn't able to handle this work for you or some other mitigating circumstance, feel welcome to reach out to us on the website. We just do an initial call um, and just see if it's a program that might work for you and if we you know, would be the good fit for you. Amazing. Catherine, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been very interesting. I know I learned a lot today about this, and I really appreciate you taking the time to break down the specifics on this show. Thank you for joining me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. No, it's great. And uh, it's a wonderful program, highly underutilized, but definitely worth checking out for sure for any business owner that's got a decent number of employees. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.